Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. Welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. I've got such a wonderful man with me today. He is one of my fab four and if anyone who joins us on Clubhouse joins us, they're going to know who this is. This is the amazing (laughs) Kevin D. Turner Um, and if you don't join us on Clubhouse, you're going to find out a lot about this guy. He's fabulous as I like to say, why we say Fab Four, because we're fabulous. Um, But he is the managing partner of TNT Brand Strategist. Now, I think I've introduced you very well there, Kevin. What do you think? Absolutely. And I appreciate it. (laughs) Jules, it's an honor to be here. I am always just amazed, you know, Dragon Slayer, TEDxer, sales champion. Right, <laughs> somebody who believes that it's it's a beautiful thing, yes. and it should be. And and you know, I love sales as well. I love marketing. I love branding. It all comes together with me. And and uh, I just I enjoy people who have the energy and the love for sales because so many people are either afraid of it, right, yeah. or they don't like it. <laughs> you know, it has a, a reputation, but it's it's really is a, a very natural human thing to sell. It really and is. if you do it in the right way, it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? so, so true. I love that's that. So I love that. So I want to find out all about Kevin D. Turner today, um, as I want my listeners to. And we're going to start at the place I normally start with people, because I'm always curious. What was it that you wanted to do, Kevin, when you left school or when you left education? Or when education left me. No. <laughs> <laughs> education definitely left me. <laughs> you know, I I always wanted to do kind of what I'm doing and, and what I've done throughout my career. And, uh, you know, what I studied in school. Um, I went to University of Texas in, in Austin, Texas. Um, I went to the McCombs Business School and I studied uh, marketing and sales management. And so that, those were my, my majors. And... Uh, truly was an incredible experience, but I knew going in, that's what I was going to do going forward. And it, you know, it's interesting when you think about where, where does that seed come from? Right. And for me, uh, it was my father. And when we were really little kids, uh, he would set us out in the living room and this kind of little semicircle or four of us. Right. And he would do flip chart presentations that he was going to go and give to Congress to get large appropriations for the company he worked for. And he was also an artist, uh, you know? And so to me, I, I, I loved that he had this blend of marketing and sales and interaction, right? And, and kind of this, he was so excited to do it, to present it, that you, you fell in love with whatever he was presenting. And, you know, it was kind of funny as a kid being the audience, because you know, I'm like, I'm eating it up. I don't know if my brothers and sisters thought the same thing. I looked forward to that time. It usually was on a Sunday and it's what really kind of set the the gears in motion. So I always really knew what I wanted to be. 
And, uh, you know, I, I focused on that. And the other piece of it is I'm a techie. I love technology. So I knew it was going to be sales marketing and technology. And that kind of set the process. And that's why that was what I studied in college and, uh, you know, set my targets and, and was able to land uh, with a technology company right out, right out of college at a time in Texas where the economy was not good where the McDonald's down the end of the street, they called it the drag right in front of the school, actually said, uh, now hiring petroleum engineers and marketing majors. <laughs> and that was the McDonald's. So, you know, it was just a really tough time, but I knew what I wanted. I'd already set the groundwork before. And actually this was in high school. I targeted the companies that I wanted to work for and I sent them letters. And one of those companies was, uh, was Sony in Japan. And they responded back with, why don't you come over during a summer? And this was right before my senior year. Why don't you come over and we're going to put you to work in what we call kind of a experiential marketing program. And so that's what I did. And so I saved money. I mowed yards. I did washed cars. I got my way, way there. My parents helped as well. Um, and uh, once I was there, the, the experience was incredible. So I went out and uh, my first project was what they call the walkabout, which became the Walkman. Oh, so this wow. was before well, it had, launched here in the States. Yeah, I had one of those. Oh, they, and you think about it, that changed the world because now we walk around, right? And listen to our own audio all the time. Yes. But before that, you didn't do that. That was kind of weird, right? If you sat and you put headphones on and you listen to your audio, you were antisocial, right? Something's yeah. wrong with that person. Now it is just, that's the way we do things. And and sometimes now we got to remember to take the earbuds out. Yeah. <laughs> but, to me, it was, was incredible because what they basically did is they gave you maps and they told you where all the best music stores were. And they gave you a little bit of money and they said, go and buy the music that you like, right? Put the Walkman on and then we're going to have you go to, let's say, this park or this area where the youth hang out, right? <laughs> People your age hang out. And what we want you to do is share what you're what you're doing because and it was really funny because we thought oh this is going to be really awkward and strange but when we got there people were looking right they're like what is that yeah. and so you know you would put your headphones on them and they're like oh this is incredible and uh you know that started that whole uh process for me and and about how marketing and sales and all that stuff is so personal right yeah. it's it's you know, put that headset on them, let them see and hear what, what you are going through, what you see and, and those kind of things. And, and kind of, I guess, began that share. Um, once I was through college, I targeted that same uh, organization, Sony Corporation, and just kept pounding on them uh, to get an opportunity. And that opportunity happened to be in uh, Irving, Texas, which is near the big DFW airport. And that's where I started. So I started as kind of like a brochure delivery guy. And I think they created the position for me. They were like, you take the brochures out to all the major retailers and tell them how to use the product. And that's where my career began. So Kevin, do you know, there's a few things you've said. Obviously, I resonate with the fact that you were clearly um, inspired by your father 
um, by the sounds of it. I was very inspired by my mm-hmm. father, as you know, because I grew up in a sweet shop, so a little bit different. However, That's fantastic. A real sim- <laughs> oh, amazing. But a, a real similarity is that I would watch my father just like you watched your father. And rather than dad presenting, he was just talking to his customers in the shop. And for me, that's where I learned what sales was all about. So that's where I fell in love with the whole sales thing. So I I love that you actually knew what you wanted to do right from the beginning, because many of my guests started as quite obscure and random things from school or took degrees that they never really wanted to take and then took a very different course in their career. So it's quite fascinating that you actually started and stayed in this same lane, if you like, in your career. And the second thing I wanted to ask you about was did you actually go out to Japan, did I hear you say? Yes. Which is yes. just, just wonderful. So, and you were quite And young. as a teenager, too, yes, in, in, yeah. in high school, to do that, um, you know, it, it was an adventure, and I love adventures. I grew up, my, my, my father is English, my mother is Irish-Canadian, and I was first-generation American. We grew up traveling as, as kids. We lived in Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, the United States, I actually had uh, three high schools in three different states in the United States, if you could imagine that, uh, Maryland, DC, and then uh, New Jersey, and then Texas. And if I could have thrown California in there, I would have had the, the, the most bizarre mix of everything, right? <laughs> but to me, it was always very normal and natural to go somewhere else yeah. and to experience that. And I've never felt um, insecure about it. I've always been excited about it. And sometimes that, you know, excitement, you, you got to realize it's, it's not fear. It's something else and you embrace it. And, you know, I've always enjoyed that experience, just kind yeah. of uh, being the new person around um, and, and kind of absorbing and seeing and, and relating. And, you know, that's always been a big passion of mine. I, and, I, think, uh, I think it's really interesting that um, my perspective is that I have very rarely left the UK. And I've been a a big home girl. Um, I've gone to a few Mediterranean places for sunny holidays. I've been to America once for the very first time when I was 51 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. How how ridiculous. And and I went to Boston, which I But there is something beautiful in that, too. And I've always, the longest I've ever been anywhere right now has been Dallas, Texas. And, you know, it's been 20 something years. Um, there's something exotic about knowing exactly where the grocery store is. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you know? for me, it was everything was always new and you were always trying to figure it out. And here there's it's just something very different about it. And I enjoy that too. And I and uh interesting enough, I have many friends that have kind of both experiences, right? They yeah. they either uh live their whole life here, um, or you know, they've been one of these that, that have traveled and lived yeah. in many places and uh you know both have a, an incredible i guess experience with those so i always thought you know and i look back and you know i thought well maybe i got cheated a little bit by moving around so much one of the things i think is just incredible today is the connectivity that you can keep digitally right yeah so back then you might have had a pen pal right a friend you left in jersey or something like that or or in sweden and you might be able to write back and forth a little bit you couldn't afford the phone bills right so that was it there was no zoom uh the digital connectivity now is incredible it has made the world smaller 
And I think because of that, people should have a little more adventure in their in their souls, right? And go out and experience new things because they can always get back. You can always come back, but you can also always stay connected with all of that. Um, whereas before it was very difficult to do. And I, and I think that's the best thing that's come out of the internet. Oh, so. I, think, I think so too. And I think one of the things is that the, the bigger world is not such a mystery because of that connectivity, you know? So whilst I obviously have never been over to your neck of the woods, you know, to where you are in the US, um, I feel like it exists more because of our connectivity online. Whereas before, I wouldn't have necessarily even thought about it because it was far too far away. It was probably on a map in an atlas, which was a book. Yeah. <laughs> I sound so ancient, don't I? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's also interesting how quickly in such a short period we have become that smaller world and, and so connected. It, it's quite fascinating, isn't it? Well, that was the one gift I think that 2020 gave us because it took away a lot of things. But the one gift it gave us was digital transformation to the extreme, right? Yeah. Everybody who didn't do it before was really kind of forced into it. And many people fell in love with it yeah. and, and figured it out and said, this is really, really cool, yeah. you know? And now the, uh, I think that's the biggest issue right now is people don't want to go back to the way it was anymore, yeah. where everybody was talking about, I want to get the back to the new normal, right? Or whatever it was, I want to get back to that. Now it's like, I can't go back to that. Things are very different, but they're better in a sense, you know? So I think that's uh, what's leading to all these people resigning and, and now trying something else. Yeah. Trying entrepreneurship, uh, continuing with their work from home, you know? That whole thing has just uh, really, I think, changed so many lives, I think in a very positive way outside of, you know, I know it's also ruined many lives too. Of course, but, uh, yeah. I that positive it. effect, the silver lining out of it, you know, really excited about that because I've always been, somebody who connected digitally very well, yeah. but not everybody was receptive to it. No, no, <laughs> not know? everybody was ready like you might Yeah, be. yeah. But, you know, the other side of it for me, Kevin, is that whilst I have connected beautifully digitally, and I can and I love it, I now have a craving to travel and meet these people, really oh. meet them in real life. But isn't that neat? Because that is, that's a connected world. Yeah. Because before... You would, would you just imagine what those people were like, right? Or you might meet somebody in your neighborhood who was from somewhere else and it was kind of a neat experience. Now you've got this desire to go see them in their home, right? Where they are. And, and I think that is incredible. And to me, it may be the biggest thing to create a peaceful world, right? Oh, I hope so. I hope Because so. we, we all get so connected now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tragedy is, is tragedy. We don't, we don't put up with it like we, like we might have if we never saw it or never met anybody from that area. It was something else. It was a, another area, right? It was another part of the world. It's not my business. Mm. Now it's our business, yeah. you know, yeah, or, totally. yeah. yeah. So I, I, I love that part of it. So, yeah, me too. So we've come right from when you were kind of watching your father presenting uh, through mm -hmm. all of your high school and, and knowing that where you start is, is really where you are now. But now I want to talk about where you are now. So actually, we talked about TNT, brand strategist. What is all that about then, Kevin? You know, it, it really kind of culminated because throughout my career, I actually had uh, probably six pivots in my career. Some were forced upon me. Some I made decisions to make. 
right? And this was one of those. It was really an option to keep doing things that you're doing or do something different. And I had just come out of an opportunity. I was uh, turning around an international division of the American Heart Association. I took them from accidentally being in other countries to having a footprint in 140 countries. We built offices in, in Hong Kong, United Arab Emirates, um, in Belgium, in uh, Puerto Rico to service Latin America and hired staff and grew that. But I was traveling 80% of my month, raising a family, having a, you know, a, a relationship with my wife. I was traveling 80% of my month, home sometimes one weekend of that month. And when you're home, you're on Shenzhen time, right? Or, or, or Belgian time or whatever it was. It wasn't on your time anymore because your clock was just really messed up. So what you wanted to do was sleep, <laughs> you know, and that didn't help. And, and so took a step away from that and just said, you know, what can we do together that we both enjoy? And that's really what we do now. And that's kind of uh, organizational and personal branding, helping uh, people realize, you know, what, what are those values they bring to the table? And then how do you express that? So others understand it and others basically demand it, right? And so, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a perfect wave and an opportunity to kind of step into pure entrepreneurship in, in that sense and kind of move it forward. And I did a lot of uh, consulting in between when we started and Dana did as well. And then uh, finally, because we've been in, doing this for about 10 years, finally, probably about three or four years ago, it was full on, this is what we do. And we absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the nice thing about it. Uh, you know, you, you can wake up every morning and nobody can tell you to go home, right? You are the boss. Yeah. Uh, if you don't make any money, nobody pays you, which is <laughs> the bad time. Yeah. You are everything. You know, I know you've got a couple extra people. We're keeping it very tight because we like that, but you're everything. You're the accountant. You're the marketing person. You're the, <laughs> you're right. You're sales development. You're also the person who's going to implement the services. And so that kind of craziness is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the rewards, if it is for you, if you can get in and enjoy that and know at some point you can take it in other directions, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just a, an amazing, uh, I don't know, step in life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I loved it. Uh, different experiences moving up to that, uh, you know, but, um, I think one of the really lovely things is that you you had that realization uh, that you needed to make a change. And I think sometimes people do actually just carry on, even though they might realize it and they don't make the courageous move to make that change. So I think that's actually something to commend you for, because that's the brave bit is actually saying, right, I'm going to change this. And becoming an entrepreneur is also the brave bit, I think, too. Well, it's I couldn't really do it without an incredible partner. So, well, I mean, that, that's <laughs> the amazing part, too. And, and Well, uh, that's I was just going to say, so you've talked about we, and we heard Dana yes. mentioned. So, come on, who's the partner, the managing partner who works with you? Tell us that's, about her. Incredible, beautiful, brilliant, uh, very driven, um, but in many ways, kind of the opposite of me. Mm. You know, she uh, really helps a lot in the in the kind of the writing and establishing the branding, and in that sense, uh, very good with you know working with the clients, keeping things on schedules, um, but not 
big on the, the social aspect, the, the LinkedIn and those kind of things. That's, that's my expertise. Yeah. Um, I'm a little more of an extrovert and uh, like some of these kind of loud <laughs> options in our business. So we, we actually do really well. And we write back and forth as a writing team, which reduces burden on a lot of our customers because the reason they, they hire you for branding is they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, they try to do it themselves, right? And so by doing that, we take a lot of the load off them once we get a good understanding and we write back and forth and it comes out with, I think, better content, better brand, better you know things to move forward uh, for that uh, customer. And we enjoy that part. It and sounds, it sounds know, like a, a perfect partnership. And of course, you're, you're married. You know, this is your wife. Um, absolutely. I worked in a business with my ex-husband oh no and <laughs> <laughs> um, he was my husband at the time obviously um, and I think one of the things about us actually is we worked really well together we really did we, we mm -hmm. were this uh, like you described we were this perfect partnership I think the bit we got wrong is we didn't do anything but work and so that was the bit that was getting missed in our relationship which was was sad um, so I kind of know where that went wrong in essence but when I did work with him, we did have a really fabulous teamwork partnership. And I see that that must be the same for you and, and Dana. Well, absolutely. And, and, and we, we try to do things a little differently. You know, it, uh, the beauty of the digital world is, you know, if we're on the beach working, nobody knows if right. we don't tell them, right? So we're, we're trying to do more of that kind of get out and, and, and uh, experience more of the world because you can especially when it's, you know, we work from home, you can get captured. You can get almost uh, cabin fever, right? You're locked in. You could go a, a couple of days sometimes without going outside. Um, we moved from uh, a large house in a lake community to, to a high rise near downtown. Um, no maintenance, right? Uh, nothing to worry about. The, but it is a self-contained building. You don't really have to leave it to do anything. And, you know, groceries come and, and food can be delivered. And, and so we're realizing really quickly, we can fall into that capsulation a little too quickly, yeah. right? And it could go days. And so we're now trying to figure out how do you schedule? And I always call it kind of a digital detox, right? A, a step away, um, take time, breathe the air, smell the flowers, you know, you're walking your dog. And I think that's fantastic. That's the same kind of thing. It's that breakaway, right? That we all need to do more of. And uh, so we're trying to figure out how do, how do we get all that into the schedule? Because yeah. um, yeah. we stay extremely busy. Um, we have incredible clients, but because it is about them, they're very demanding at the same time. And we also want to exceed their expectations. So we're very demanding on ourselves. Yeah. And uh, there's that old expression that uh, the worst boss you can have sometimes is yourself, Absolutely. right? And so sometimes <laughs> we drive ourselves a little too hard. And, and so, yeah. you know, those are the things that you kind of, you, if you see them, hopefully you can figure them out and get them all in order, right? So that things work perfectly all the way around and keep your life balanced that way. So Absolutely. You know, we're, we're always trying to figure that out, uh, but yeah. we're enjoying the, the process so far. Yeah, and I, and I actually block out time in my diary now, which is my me time. But unless I put it in my diary, things will just get booked in. Uh, you know, and, and so I won't take that time. So it is every Tuesday that day's blocked out. Uh, and some Tuesdays I work, okay? Yeah, but, then I but get it's your like choice. A bit of admin done and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I can easily then go and have a cup of tea with someone 
or go to the beach if I want to, although the beach is miles away for me, Kevin. So I'm not going to get jealous of you, but it's miles away. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's probably farther away here than, than you might imagine. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's so important. I love your digital detox that you talk about when you when you tell us that in the Fab Four Club. Um, now, listen, there's there's uh, obviously we have to talk about LinkedIn. Uh, and I know we haven't got forever in this podcast, but I would like to just touch on LinkedIn because that's where we've met, which is, of Absolutely. course, wonderful. But the second thing about it is you're so, so knowledgeable about LinkedIn. You really are. You have a wonderful expertise around you. You have uh, you keep up to date with it all. You know, you're that go to person. So I could come to you and I could go, right, Kevin, what am I supposed to do with this? Or what's coming next? Or, or what's <laughs> happening that I don't know about? Um, and our clubhouse room is lovely in the sense of we've got that mix of our expertises in there. Uh, but also your LinkedIn knowledge comes in and Stephen, Stephen Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about LinkedIn and how you even started to sort of become such an expert, I guess, in, in that space. Well, you know, and again, it kind of goes back to, I love technology, right? And uh, I joined LinkedIn actually twice, once uh, before 2005, but I lost access to my account and I came back (laughs) in February of 2005 and set up a new account (laughs) and then finally merged them later, but they only gave me the later account, but always was fascinated even then, even though the platform was fairly basic. I saw just this kind of, again, this connectivity, this ability to find people I hadn't seen in a long time, you know, and be able to connect with them and find out what they were doing. And and that just kind of built a passion. And over those years, the experience, uh, the knowledge of how the site has, uh, I guess, evolved, right? And how, you know, things are working code-wise, because I'm one of those who look into the, the subcode to see kind of what's coming next. And I've built relationships with people at LinkedIn that um, they'll talk to me to a degree, right? If I get too close to the truth, they <laughs> stop talking and that's when I know. <laughs> and they know too. So they'll, uh, okay, I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, but it's just a passion, yeah. right? You, you find yeah. a passion. LinkedIn to me is a passion. Um, you know, I've, I've touched other social media, you know, platforms, but none of them really grabbed me like LinkedIn. And, and it's that, that combination of, of business and, and social and sharing and caring and kind of everything else that you can build in the platform itself. And then sometimes the challenges that the platform provides on its own, right? By maybe not doing uh, certain features correct or uh, not fixing things they need to fix and, and, you know, kind of getting excited about that and offering solutions. And uh, I, uh, for many, many years, I did beta testing for LinkedIn uh, when they, before they would come out with a feature. Now they don't really do that anymore. And I think that's a shame. Now they come out with a feature and just kind of (laughs) throw it out there. Right. And you, you got to figure it out as you go. Um, but to me, that's also one of those challenges that I enjoy. So that's why I stay up with it. But if I just stayed up with it and kept it to myself, it might be an advantage. I don't know, but I don't know what I really do. I like to share that. And I like to make sure everybody else knows what's going on and how do you use it? Kind of the, the pros and cons of it, because what's amazing about LinkedIn as a platform is you don't have to use every feature. No, exactly. and you you should be using features differently than I should, based on what are we trying to accomplish? 
Who's our audience, right? Um, how do they respond? How do I feel comfortable building engagement? All those things are different. So the, the features we really have to think about in the sense of they're going to be uniquely used and you don't have to use them all. But it's good to know what they are, right? So the, that's the reason I, I try to share that and uh, help people understand you, you don't have to try all this stuff. But know it's there and know how to use it. Know what it doesn't do. And, and you know, that to me is exciting. And uh, I guess I've always done that. And I've met some other incredible people that love to do that too. We're, we're kind of uh, LinkedIn geeks yeah. in our own sense. And, and uh, you know, there's just a, a great community there. and We share a lot. And uh, from that, we learn a lot from each other. And I just, I think that's one of the best things that LinkedIn provides. Yeah, I think so too. It's a really great community. And when you are working in this kind of lonely space of being an entrepreneur, because it is very lonely at times. It can. Then, it can. you know, LinkedIn is that, uh, the bigger family that you have, your bigger business family that supports you, you know, and it's it's really nice now because I've got several people and you would be one of them where I could actually directly message you if I was worried about something. And I know that you mm -hmm. would be super supportive. And it's, that's so lovely because, you know, it is lonely on the other side of things. And, I oh, think yeah. a lot and of sometimes you don't, you don't want to burden your direct friends, your direct family all the time with with things that you're thinking and, you know, uh, so it kind of gives you a, a, a kind of a safe playing field, right? Yeah. That you can kind of figure out certain yeah. things. And I think that's uh, a brilliant use of LinkedIn, you know, and, and I know we've all been able to kind of help each other out, Definitely, you know, and, and yeah. go through these processes. Yeah. So I've got a couple more questions. One of them is um, like, who's the ideal type of customer that you work with, Kevin? Uh, we usually work with people who are a little more techie because of who we are, right? Um, it's, we target both organizations and individuals. Um, organizations, again, are uh, usually kind of midsize, um, have a kind of tech focus, maybe not quite getting their branding where it needs to be, where people are understanding, you know, what they do and what they deliver and how to bring you know, that value forward. And so we help them with writing, you know, websites, writing content to bring into ads, writing scripts for videos, right? Those kind of things. So we help on that side. And on the personal side, it's really about creating the opportunity for people to understand that individual and maybe where they're heading in their career, right? And, and helping them in that process. So that could be anything from, you know, profile optimizations to uh, um, resumes, to bios, to uh, coaching them how to publicly speak on a topic that they're passionate about, those kind of things. So yeah. all that kind of blends together, but it's always a, around branding, organizational and personal branding. And I always like to say that we take people from doing what naturally happens on LinkedIn. If you're, if you're not passionate about it, or even off LinkedIn, I always call it uh, personal blanding, right? <laughs> we do the easy stuff. We don't really define things. We just kind of say, oh, I can do everything. I'm a Jack and Jill of all trades, right? And of course, the end of that is master of none. Nobody hires masters of none. No. And it's getting people to realize that and getting people to figure out and, and help them define, you know, what that value is and, and stop this. I can do it all. I can juggle any ball you throw to me. Now, companies still might want that, right? But it doesn't make a good presentation. No. So fine tune it, refine it, 
and uh, better things happen because of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what we do and what we're passionate about, but we're looking for people who need that help. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, do they have to be in the US or do you work globally? We are global in that sense, um, you know, and it's, it's interesting where some of those opportunities come from. Mm. And again, would I be that global uh, without LinkedIn? Probably not. Mm. I do have connectivity because of taking HA into 140 countries, but the clients now are coming to us by base just on exposure within LinkedIn. And they're coming to us from all over the world. And uh, it, it is interesting. We have fewer clients in the Dallas, Fort Worth metroplex than we do anywhere else. Yeah, right? I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's, uh, in, in a way, that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's huge fun. It really yeah. is. And yeah. I, think, I think I develop more uh, in, you know, as a person because I'm working with people who may be from you know, different countries, different cultures, you know. I think it's wonderful to learn even more and more about my expertise, if you like, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. I'm always growing. So obviously we'll put the links in for everybody to connect with you, Mr. Truly Kevin, appreciate that. Um, which will be fabulous. But just before we go, because uh, I would talk to you forever. I always say that, but I really would. Um, we, would I, we would do that. We would, we would. <laughs> I want to just mention Clubhouse. We have a, an amazing room on a Monday evening in the UK, 8 p.m. Now, Kevin, reel off the times because you're the expert at this. Uh, <laughs> uh, two o'clock Dallas time, right? Uh, noon if you're in LA and uh, three o'clock if you're in New York. You're so good Hopefully at that. that covers everybody. You're so good at that. <laughs> 8, 8 p.m. if you're in the UK and 9 p.m. at the moment if you're in Europe as I understand it. So that's as far as I can go. <laughs> that, that works. Then, Amazing enough, we have people though that show up even from, from India, from yeah. United Arab Emirates, from you know Hawaii. I mean, it, to me, that that is fascinating that people even in the middle of the night go, oh, Fab Foreign Friends, I'm up. Yeah. I might as well jump in. And I think that's incredible. It speaks volumes of not just the Fab Four, but the Friends. Yeah. There's just a... a, a and a, a unique formula that, that is happening there. What I love about it, if you go to any other room in Clubhouse, the mods are, are selling, right? They're yeah. selling themselves, they're selling their product. The people who come up to speak are selling them something, right? They wanna close a deal today. Yeah. Yeah. The room that we have is about the people, mm. right? Absolutely. And you do go back and you look at them and go, wow, I could use that service or I'm looking for someone to do that and it's, the perfect kind of, uh, I guess, social selling environment in, in that sense that, uh, you know, the, it is a kind of a tribe that's building that that really, really cares about each other. And that energy is there. And, and I guess it's a, you know, we always say this, it's a great way to kick off Monday, right? Yeah. Or kick out Monday. One of, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what side of the are. clock you're on, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes you need that because Mondays aren't the easiest. No, they're so, not. And it is great. Yeah. And so there's four of us who moderate that room. There's yourself, Kevin. There's obviously me um, mm-hmm. from the UK. There's lovely Stephen Quinn, who is based in Ireland. And then there's Sanal Baal. I think that's Bahal, I think is how you yeah. say it. She might say that's very good, Jules, when she hears And out of the four, Sanal's the one who makes the most trouble. She's terrible. She's very noisy. <laughs> I'll make sure she listens to this. But she's, she's actually Indian- uh, based in Belgium. Yes. So, I mean, the 
it's such a wonderful combination. Uh, Sonal is the HR lady. She's all around the HR world. Uh, Stephen's marketing world. I'm sales world and your branding world. And isn't it great, that combination? It really is. And we've all met on LinkedIn. And now we all run this wonderful Fab Four and Friends room in Clubhouse. So I'm, I'm so thrilled that I met you. I'm thrilled we're now Fab Friends. Um, and I, my last thing I always ask my guests to do is just leave us with one final piece of inspiration to take away from listening to this fabulous episode of The Human Conversation. So what you got, Kevin? You know, and it probably comes right from this. It, it, be kind to people. You never know what they're going through, right? And if you're at the table now, don't forget to help them get to the table as well. Um, we have a tendency to do that. We, uh, we network when we need something. Um, and then when we've got it, we forget. Don't forget. Um, you know, and thorough believer in uh, networking always beats not working. So oh, do it, that. but even do it while you're working. You know, um, it, it'll make a huge difference for you and everybody else. Thank you. That's such a great way to end our fabulous conversation, Kevin. Kevin, I've loved it. I knew I would. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me. I've, I've enjoyed it and I appreciate it. And I love collaborating with you. It's, it's fantastic. You've got the best energy and the best <laughs> creativity. So that's, that gets us fired up. Oh, you're so kind. And you know what, listeners, what about Kevin D. Turner? What an amazing guy. Such a lovely man. So interesting. What a wonderful journey he's had. I hope you've learned something from this podcast. I hope it's inspired you. And please just like and comment on the platforms where you listen. And we're on Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher, all the S's. We're also on Apple Podcasts. And as a super bonus, you can see Kevin's fabulous face on YouTube because I also publish this on YouTube. So thank you for listening and please do join us again next time on The Human Conversation. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> You've just been listening to The Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.